I can't believe you've done this. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. I can't I didn't see that video until like, I don't know, when did that actually come out? Didn't that come out like years ago? I didn't, yeah, but I didn't see it until like six months ago. Really? And it was great. It was like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. See, that video, and I remember being on Tosh.0, but the guy just like, someone's on a computer, and he just runs up and yells, hey, Andre, and just smacks the ever-loving shit. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. I didn't see that until... It, no, it's, it's a different a real, video. It's a real old, grainy video, right? Yeah, yeah and I, I haven't seen I didn't see it until God knows when, but no, that's the, that shit's hilarious. So you want to introduce us? No, I, I really don't. I think I'm going to do this one solo. You guys can get out. Uh, but anyway, uh, hey, hey, welcome to uh, another episode of Couch Uncooperative. Uh, I'm your host, Tyler, and with me today, I have Larry. Your dog may have peed on me. Yeah, I, I know. I trained him to. Uh, and Jeff? <laughs> I touched an eye. Okay, cool. We're going to get to that. Um, we're definitely not shying away from that in any that's way, a shape, weird, or That's a weird statement out of context. Yeah, no, that's... um. Yeah, so I'm Jeff, going right for it. So Jeff's I'm into the... i sure uh, we have an echo to the max. Yeah, and uh, Jeff is uh, into the traditional Japanese art of eyeball licking. Uh, but anyway, uh, this is the beginning of a new cycle and the beginning of a new open mic night, uh, the episode where we talk about what's been going on with us and what's new in the world of video games. Since we have a cycle, which week is our mensi? Uh That is... They've synced up at this point. Yeah, we're all synced up. So uh, that is between... Uh, that's what we do the, the list episode now. Okay, I can respect that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's what we do that. It's in between uh, Retro and uh, Game of the Month Club. Okay, so for people who, which is pretty much everyone, because we yeah. haven't announced this yet. Oh, I thought you guys did last week, because I was out. No, we teased it. Uh, oh. Why would you tease it? Oh, 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 tease oh, it. Oh, 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 oh. All right, why don't you tell them? Okay, so judging from all of our schedules and for how we actually kind of want to do things going forward, we're going to ch- change up our schedule and kind of our focus going forward we're removing the news episode because we feel that an entire hour hour and a half dedicated to news might be the most entertaining thing so might if something be. big might drops might not be yeah, yeah. what did i say you, you think, you think news most, is entertaining you said it might be the most entertaining okay fair point <laughs> also because it's not timely exactly also and true. so we think it might be better off to release smaller 15, 20 minute segments if shit drops like the base. Yeah, true. No, we'll uh, keep an eye out for Couch Quickies. Uh, we're also open to new suggestions other than Couch Quickie. Um. <laughs> I, li- I like it because Michelle hates it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But that's also the reason we have to change it, which true. is kind of hilarious. But anyway. So um, the so- schedule going forward is going to be open mic night is going to be the same thing week one. Uh, we're pushing up retroactive play to week two. Because it seems like it's a better idea to give us less time to play a game we've theoretically played before. More time. Oh, God, I'm tired, dude. Give me a break. We all are, <laughs> we'll, we'll get We'll get back. We'll get to why I'm tired in a couple minutes. But uh, week three is going to be our new series, which we really don't have a name for it. I want to make a Chris Jericho reference and, t- and sit and ma- name it You've Been Put on the List. But then we get sued. Yeah. yeah. Wait, does that mean we get put on the list? Maybe. We get put on a list. <laughs> Not the list, but a list. But, uh, so week three is going to kind of be a more targeted episode where we'll take a topic and break it down into kind of a top five, top ten-ish scenario where we'll have our own debates and stuff like that where this first week, this first uh, list episode is going to be our top seven games of all time. And then from week three, we're going to go back to our game of the month club uh, for the current uh, cycle, which we'll get to our retroactive games and our game of the month club at the end of the episode. Yeah. All right. So, so that's the way things are going to go from now on. Uh, and like I said, keep an eye out for couch cookies, random game reviews that we decide to do just because, you know, not all our stuff fits into kind of the episode layout we have now. So we're going to try and put out stuff in the interim as well just to keep you entertained uh, and everything like that. Um, but yeah, so Jeff... What are you doing that you're touching eyeballs? I touched an eye. Why? Uh, I recently got a new job, and I will say this. I fucking love the name of my job because it sounds so cool. Mm. But the official job title I have is a tissue recovery specialist. So you're the guy that goes into the tissues in like the waste baskets, and you take them out and you <laughs> recycle them? Clever, I like that. Yeah. You're smart. Occasionally, You're loyal. occasionally, I think quick on my feet, but you know that's not <laughs> normal. Very, 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 very. 
No, so what I do is I work for an organization that is... You make it sound so creepy. Yeah. You're stealing those kidneys. I'm I'm trying to kind of leave out as much details as possible without getting too specific here. You work for the black market, we know. (laughs) You retrieve Hey, hey, hold on, hold on. Did you just assume that markets had ethnicity? Uh, get out. No, but okay, so I, I work for a company, and we're a... Uh, organ and tissue donation company so uh, someone who happens to die we would come in and then we would harvest the tissues the organs uh, if they are an organ donor or if the family has chosen for them to be an organ donor and then we take that tissue and we would uh, package it and kind of prepare it to be used for someone else who needs it so, uh, just as an example, someone, like I said, I touched an eye. We recover corneas from oh. patient, from, I guess they're referred to as donors. And patients. Yeah. Pa- patient is after the fact. No, patients before the or, fact. You know, what I, you know what I mean. It's a, yeah. But uh, we recover corneas mm-hmm. from donors, and those corneas are actually eventually transplanted into live patients who need a corneal transplant. Is it only the cornea or is the whole eye? No, no, just for the eye, it's solely the cornea. What about the rest of the eye? Do you just throw it away? Is there other other uses for no, it? No, there's, there's no other uses for it. <laughs> so is there some type of eye-based dish that you can make me with the remainders of these eyes? Dude, a little, sure bit, little, bit of, little bit of jelly, some peanut butter, it makes a great sandwich. You know, I, 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 expect, I expected you to correct me at least on it, but okay, fair enough. Um, you watched Hannibal? Yeah. <laughs> I actually, good. I watched, I mean, I watched uh, Silence of the Lambs. I've never actually seen Hannibal. You know, Tyler, since this table once tried to come and quiz me, I just live with some fava beans and a nice candy. You gotta, you gotta calm down. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take that down. No, but, and part of the reason I'm tired is I worked, I was on call 72 hours uh, for the entirety of the weekend from Friday to Monday. And the times I got home each day were uh, 3 a.m., 5 a.m. and then 1.30 a.m. Pussy. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, Audience, we can fight. <laughs> I used to do the... What do you do? Three on, four off? No. It's like three on, a day and a half off, three on, then oh, like a couple days off. That's gross. Yeah, no, I used to do the... I, I used to not do the traditional nine to five. I used to do... I would do Sunday, which would be nine... No, yeah, 8 a.m. to 11 p.m., and then 2 p.m. to 11 p.m., 2 to 11, 2, 2 11, 2 to 11. And then I would do uh, noon to 6. And then I would get four days off. But like... Yeah, Larry. Or four on three off, I, rather. Excuse me. You remember that's when Tyler invited us up and then had to work every day? Yeah, yeah. I was I was going to call out. there. Yeah, yeah. You guys hung out of my apartment with Michelle. <laughs> we hung like, out with your wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, I, was, I was there for only a little bit. We went to the bar once and that's it. We bonded with her while she was searching for hookers in GTA. Yeah, no, I heard from what I heard, that was a good time. And then yeah. I broke Chris's spirit in SSX. Oh, good lord! I love SSX. It's tricky. Speaking of which, I, I love you. <laughs> I played. Uh, this is a game I think you would enjoy because it's physics based, Jeff. I played. Um, I was gonna make this into its own thing, but like, I need to play it more before I, I form. Like, aren't you like? Opinions. I know what you're talking about. I'll let you keep going, but aren't you kind of like wish like you know, maybe so on the game. So I play. I started playing um, Infinite Air, Mark McMorrison's Infinite Air, um, which is the cheaper version, from what I understand, of Steep. Steep. They both came out at the same time. They're both physics-based, like super, super, super heavy physics-based snowboarding games. Um, and I, I mean, it was on sale for fifteen bucks, and, and, and instead of thirty, um, and everything like that. So I, I figured. I mean, I'm home for the day. I might as well. And I bought it, and there's a definite learning curve. I originally texted Jeff saying that, like, don't get this game. It's terrible. I kind of hate it. No, no, no. I'm going to go through it. You got you had a complete roller coaster of emotion. You said, buy this game, then don't buy this game, then you might want to buy this game. So my my flurry of text to you while you were, all, while you were sleeping oh, went wow. something to the effect of... Yo, Mark McMorrison's Infinite Air is, Air is on sale for 15 on Xbox. It's actually pretty fun, and it's way cheaper than Steep. And then about 15 minutes later, I said, okay, maybe give me a little bit more time with it. The tutorial was fun, but now it's super weird. And then about and then six minutes later, I said, Jesus, fuck. Okay, this game is kind of broken. We'll report back if it gets better or if the controls are just kind of broken. 
And then you woke up, and you got all those texts in the flurry. I, I had a roller coaster of emotion when I woke up. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, so I mean, the reason it was weird is because the tutorial brought you to the top of a mountain every time, at the top of the slope, and you'd go down, and it would have you do this one thing, and then you hit a button to go back. Excuse me. So you hit a button to go back, and then you go back to the top, and you do it again until you get it right, and then you can either move on, or you can go back and, you know, continue to... Excuse me. Continue to practice um, and everything like that. So that was super fun, and like the controls felt good because you had that those prompts there to try and like help you learn and everything. And you had them right in front of you, and you had like a little instructional thing every time whenever you wanted it. And then after that, it plops you into this like open world with like at least where it dropped me, I couldn't move. So like it was really tough. So I had to like jump to try and move, and I was moving super slowly. And I think the whole point of the open world is people can make tracks and you can like kind of move around them but you can either get to them one of two ways you can go to them through the open world or you can go to them through like the menu where it goes to like the best tracks of the day the hottest tracks that have been uploaded um wouldn't the tracks melt god damn it i hate you <laughs> um i knew that was coming too right when i said it but I thought you were going to make a mixtape joke. I, I couldn't figure um, out a way to do it. It was something, something, my mixtape is fire. Um, the, it, it was there. It, it would have just taken too long. But anyway, I got it for you. You're welcome. I love you. Um, <laughs> but then, a little too late, because they don't really give you any direction, you can kind of like, you know, discover things for yourself and everything like that. So I went into the menu, I was poking around, and there are these trials you can do. Um, Robo's Iris. Exactly, yes. So you go I want to get on, to that. It's just you're on a skateboard. That. Um, or a snowboard, but no, you go through and there's like it's basically single player mode where you're doing challenges and shit. And then there's also, which is fun, it's really really fun actually. Um, and I enjoyed that because at that point I was starting to get, you know, uh, a little more accustomed to the learning curve, and I was starting to figure it out a little bit more. And then there's also you can make your own tracks and shit, but it's really weird. It's it's very strange. They don't really give you much of a tutorial or anything like that. You got to figure it out for yourself. Ultimately, my, my opinions are really mixed right now. Would love to try a little bit more, but for right now, I have very mixed feelings on this game. But it is fun if, you, if you're into that sort of thing. If you like skate, you'll most likely like this. Oh, you like skate? I love You've never told skate. Me. I love skate. Skate 3 is like my favorite game of all time. Not really, but still, it's fucking awesome and I love it. Tony Talk Hawk's about Christ. that in a few weeks. Yes, I know. We're no going to do that. We're going to do it. I'm going to do it. It's so much fun. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 is better. Fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I hate you. But yeah, no. So it's super fun, kind of, uh, once you get hang the hang of the controls and everything. But I don't know. It's more physics-based, so I feel like you might like it, which is why I texted you initially. And then you you texted me, reneged on it, then reneged in that. Yeah, pretty much. No, it's uh, shit's weird, yo. No, uh, but, you know, give me give me a little bit more time with it, and I'll come out with a full review um, and everything like that. So I also want to compare it to Steep eventually. Staying in the topic of games, Larry... Destiny 2. Two. Yes. Yeah. Tell me everything you know so that I can know everything you know. Everything I know for reals? No. Everything substantial that may or may not exist. Everything I've read online? Because I read about Destiny all the time? The, the major things. Like, the major shit that you know of. Okay, so all we know for real so far is that the tower's been destroyed by the Cabal. Rip. Um... Our ghosts have most likely been neutralized. The tower seems... To, or not the tower. The traveler seems to be in some sort of stasis field. Like... Like force field stasis field? Yeah. Okay. It's either on fire and stasis field. I think it's in a stasis field. Okay. Um, there's just like red all around it. But it looks like a pattern. Does it have like conjunctivitis? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, the Cabal have a new dog enemy as part of them. They have guys with swords now. Shit. They're not just a bunch of shield people and machine gun people. Okay. Um, Kate's funny. Well, that's what I was going to talk to you guys about before Tyler left real quick. Because I want to get you guys to take on it. Because it's divisive. Okay. Whether or not Kate is too much in the trailer. Kate, Kate is never too much. He is Nathan Fillion. I will take that man for whatever he does. <laughs> it is pretty much just they were just like, Nathan, go. <laughs> But in online, it's all like he's just a ripoff of Deadpool. Um, what do you mean? Hasn't like Cade always been like that smartass? Yeah, but like people, and I'm not bashing people because people get defensive when you say things like this. 
If you stop before taking king, I understand. But if you stop before taking king, you don't know Kate. <laughs> yeah. Well, wasn't, like, isn't it canon that the whole point that the engrams have gotten better was because Cade showed up to the dude with a bag full of doorknobs? I don't remember if that was real or not. I can't definitively. No, because wasn't that... No, I think you're right. Yeah, I think was that it? was, like, in a Destiny, like, patch notes post. Well, yeah, it was in a patch notes. I don't know if it's in the Grimoire. Oh, yeah, I don't mean Grimoire. I mean, like, death, oh, okay. like, you know... Yeah, no, Bungie put that in the patch notes, yeah. Or just like, yeah, Engrams are better because Cade did this. Um, yeah, but so then the rumors, which every piece has been right so far, is essentially that Destiny 2 will be, like, wow with Destiny gameplay. Okay, because the biggest thing about Destiny that I had going for is it was such a smooth game to play. Yeah, it has some of the best gameplay there is. But then you have to do anything, you have to hop back into your ship and go back to orbit. That did kind of suck. So supposedly, I don't know that we'll be in the Cosmodrome, but if like you load into the Cosmodrome, instead of it being this little loop, it'll essentially be like a wide open area um, with towns. You'll be able to hop into strikes just from a menu, like in WoW where you go into LFG. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. You'll have to hop into your ship. You'll be able to go to towns to get quests, and then the quests will be more in-depth. Um, supposedly... Uh, Saturn's moons are the focus. Well, like Chiron and that shit. Yeah, I don't know just those, but those are supposed to be one of the major focuses. But the largest piece of Saturn is supposed to be bigger than all of Destiny One combined by like itself. Enemies it. um, are more flushed out. It looks like it. I think we can tell it has a story so far based on at least the trailer and the fact that they've built they probably haven't scrapped the story because they alluded to this storyline and taking King multiple times well my my biggest question for the story and I don't the biggest thing that I kind of am curious about is for the story is is it going to be like a straight destiny story like we've had I guess where it's kind of not, I, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this is it going to be a story like we had in taking King and Rise of Iron, where there's a very definitive story, but it kind of only exists in those missions? Or are we going to have, like, a WoW-esque story, where there's a huge overarching thing, and then each, like, zone or each, like, town and quest will tell bits and pieces of the story? I think the WoW-like story... The I don't know any of this for real. The description of the game on websites and Amazon and all that is that we've been stripped of our power... And we have to go to these places to get new powers and weapons. So we're not just doing random things. We're trying to get powerful enough to come back and take the city back. This is our city and we need it now. Yeah. <laughs> and there's supposed to be like there's a big emphasis on like the frontier. So people, there's no more city. So people have to live out in the world. So it's, it's not going to be kind of like fully ordained and kind of pre-existing cities. It's just going to be like kind of... I guess shanty towns isn't the right word, but like yeah, just pop up settlements. Yeah. Okay. Um. What else? Oh, so then the uh, we don't know these for sure, but the expansion pass has two logos on it, and one of them's Osiris. Um, Osiris. Pretty much. He's um. Those of you who don't know, he was the leader of the vanguard until he got really obsessed with the Vex and with the Vex and the darkness, and he went off to study that instead. Do you think we'll see him? I would assume so, because, well, the original rumors a long time ago was that it was Destiny 2 Shattered Suns was the name of the game, and it was all about Osiris. Um, and then the second picture is the Rasputin. I don't know if you remember Rasputin's the war mind. Yeah, that war mind that kind of set in motion a lot of the crap on Earth. Yeah, so I don't know that's necessarily Rasputin, because there's other war minds. It's just the war mind logo. Okay. So we're at least dealing with the war mine. So it seems like there's a lot of story coming. And there is a lot of story already if you hop into that grimoire. But, I mean, that's asking a lot to force people to go to your website and read. Because not everyone's a massive nerd like me. Yeah, we're losers. <laughs> Let's be real here. And the prodigal son returns. How you doing, Tyler? Hey. Hey, how y'all doing? Okay, so n now that he is back, Larry... What is it you kind of want to specifically talk to us yeah, about? Yeah, I, I had to stall and just talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Let's be real. We are both okay with just discussing Destiny. We can yeah, have a podcast. I would like that. you guys to play with me again. Yeah, I would enjoy Even that. Even if it's apparently. just for like a weekend. 
Yeah, just so we can one last hurrah. Get some get some shit going. Yeah, of I got course. I got next weekend free. I'm not I'm not on call again. Okay. I never done a raid. I haven't either. So Tyler, wait, let's do, you, do it. Tyler, do you own Destiny? Ah, yes. <laughs> I have four count them four copies of Destiny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I have everything it's except re- for. It's really easy to get to raid level now. They like hand it to you. Yeah. No, I'm even trying to do like older raids too. Like I'd be down for pretty much anything at this point. Okay. So let's do it. <laughs> Before I go off on the four copies of Destiny, yeah, Larry, what is it you'd like to talk about? Oh, okay. Um, so you guys saw you guys saw that you don't have to just say yes, but you saw the trailer, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. yeah. So, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Because it sparked a lot of debate, um, and I can actually see both sides. One side is that, like, you know, you have Zavala giving this serious speech, and that just cuts to Kate every time being snarky. And then, like, at the end, he yells, there's going to be a ton of loot, and everybody cheers. He's like, the city's been destroyed. People are dead. And um, so it seems some people are mad about that. Because um, it is a little tone. It is very tonally different than most of Destiny's marketing, which was very serious. I can understand where people are coming from when they want the Destiny to be serious. But in the same vein, I do want people to be reminded of what the essential, like, first, I guess, commercials and shit were for Destiny 1. Like, do you remember the, uh, like, the people, like, the... The uh, live action yeah, ones? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. like, the fire team hooking up, and then, like, the ghost, give us some music. Yeah. Like, like, I think people have to realize that Bungie has, for the most part, never taken itself fully seriously. There's always been little bits in humor. And I assume just because of kind of how polarizing and how popular Cade has been, that's, it was more or less fan service. Yeah, no, I do agree with you. I mean, Tyler, do you have any thoughts before I... I think they're just trying to get the hype going. Like, I mean, yeah. in a way, I mean, they brought it up with... I mean, I think they're just trying to get the hype train started. Which, I mean, they started with, you know, like the the big booming, like, Destiny, like, everything's super serious, and, like, this guy making an inspirational speech... And then Kate coming in and, like, making you, like, laugh or chuckle or whatever and then ending it with, like, there's going to be a ton of loot. I don't know. I think they're just trying to get people pumped for it. And I, I think that's kind of just, like, the way they're trying to go and everything like that. that. And I think they're trying to intentionally leave things out. But, I mean, that's kind of obvious. Yeah, I think it... Because, like, I do agree with you guys. Like, I do understand all sides of this argument. Like, I don't think anyone's outright wrong. Um, Except for Jeff. Yeah, but it's like if this the marketing the gameplay comes in May. So this was really just like a hype trailer. Mm. And I think part of it So was this came, like the flavor flavor of trailers? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I think this is really trying to appeal to people who fell out, haven't played Destiny. I don't know that it's really targeted at people who want the serious side. I think it's just trying to get people Interested and it seems to have worked sometimes. Like, if you watch people's reactions online, it's mostly positive. I think it's really just trying to get people excited for what's to come rather than to set the overall tone for the story. So, kind of to give it a kind of interesting parallel to at least me and you, this is the kind of attention grab that like WrestleMania is, where it's not necessarily for the hardcore fans, but it's for the in betweeners and the casuals who they want to pull in. Yeah, WrestleMania is a good example, I guess. Because, yeah, WrestleMania is targeted at getting people's attention. But, Larry, delete. Larry, they're back. I do think this was a better WrestleMania. I mean, do you want to talk WrestleMania right now? I I do want to talk about it for a... It is open mic, just go for it. I do want to talk about it for a few minutes, just because I haven't had the full chance to talk about it. And you have no idea the amount of hype I had when the Hardys came back up. figure i told i told steven chris i was like jeff would be losing his mind right now because and i'm so glad i avoided all spoilers so when i watched it this morning i was completely in the dark about everything and you can attest to this my favorite tag team and my favorite singular wrestler has and will always be jeff hardy and then the hardy boys yeah and i mean like even when we were all three of us back on the trampoline we used to do fucking Hardy Boys move it was like poetry in motion and shit like that. The Swanton Bomb. Damn right, I did Our that backyard too. wrestling with on Tyler's trampoline that was falling apart. Ah, uh, yes, that yeah. thing was a fucking death we trap. We'd fall through the nets. Yeah, <laughs> we would follow through the rips in it. Yeah, through on the, the rips sides. In yeah, the, trampoline. the missing springs. And like you know, like this, 
and some people might be like, oh, you know, it's just again, which I don't, I, I wouldn't consider them part timers. They're they're full timers. I think they're full timers. I, I agree, but I mean, like, it's not like the Lesnar and Goldberg coming in to take a shot from a younger guy. To me, this is like. Well, you need the older guys on yeah. the roster, and for transitional reasons. I, too. I just want you to just set the stage of how badly I freaked out. Where I'm watching this morning, I'm completely home because you know everyone has an a- not even an actual job. Everyone has a normal job, and they were working during the day. You're saying I don't have an actual job? No, I'm saying you have a normal job. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sitting there, I'm watching, and I get to that match where you know the three people come out, and then you know the new day comes out, and I'm thinking. Oh, okay. You know they're gonna insert themselves, or they're gonna be inserted into the match, and you know be a fatal four way, what have you. They needed to get into the match, and then I got worked so hard. As soon as I heard Jeff Hardy's music, I freaked the fuck out. My <laughs> actual reaction in my head was, "Okay, cool. The new day. Oh my God, it's the Hardys." <laughs> and I, I lost my ever loving shit. Yeah, we're recording this during Raw, so we don't know what they are. Oh shit! What form of the Hardys? Well, to from I know what, he did the delete. No, no. From what it looks like and... in the social media kind of stuff they've released, it's now okay. This is gonna sound dumb and smart at the same time. Is he seems like he's semi broken? Okay, it probably makes sense. Like he seems like he's gonna have the broken Hardy character turned to ten, not to like thirty. But, because he has, like, you know, he has his accent, and he has some of his mannerisms, like, yelling, like, wonderful! Yeah. And, like, he had his delete and obsolete chant, and even Jeff Hardy was doing, like, the obsolete stuff. So, I think it's gonna be, like, Jeff Hardy and Matt coming back to the WWE might have, like, quote-unquote, like, saved them, but since Matt was so far broken... (laughs) Like, and again, this is me going total KFEB right here. You gotta. Uh, I think, because it seems like Jeff Hardy is going, like, full, and again, this is showing my wrestling nerdiness, like, going, like, full, you know, Jeff Hardy, rainbow-haired warrior kind of thing. Uh-huh. Which, as much as I love the broken Matt Hardy gimmick, I think in WWE, you need Jeff to be Jeff. I think Jeff's not deleted. At the very least. Yeah, cause, well, because the biggest thing with Jeff and when he was deleted is he had, like, you know, the obsolete face paint, and then he had the completely white contacts. Yeah. So let's let's do a quick hit of WrestleMania weekend. Okay, okay. can I do just pull up one oh, spot? Oh, yeah, you can do whatever you want. I do, I, I do want to get to that, but I want to pull up one spot <coughs> that I absolutely lost it on was... You know how, you know, Matt Hardy clears the ring and he's going up for the titles, and then Jeff Hardy climbs a 20-foot ladder to double swanton through the ladder? Mm-hmm. When he hits, Unnecessarily. Well, no, that in and of itself, fine. You know, Jeff Hardy's being Jeff Hardy. Oh, I'm not trash talking. No, just like, but there's no... when he swantoned, he, you know, went right through Cesaro, broke the ladder, and then he still caught Sheamus directly with his legs, but since the ladder didn't break, you have Sheamus just like, uh, and then a roll yeah, <laughs> okay but uh yeah going kind of through just the major uh I guess the major matches of Wrestlemania I was gonna start with NXT just we're doing quick fire okay quick 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 fire okay Tyler I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you match I will show you these afterwards cause cool. a couple of these are absolute fire okay fair enough I can deal with okay, that we have the 8 person tag match that was a s- solid opener uh, I'm glad with the booking and Sanity looks fucking amazing. Yeah, they're gonna be good for the future. Uh, Alistair Black versus, on, is it Andrade Almas? Okay, that is how you say it. Yeah, uh, Alistair Black I think has a great future. Yeah, Almas is going to be a superstar, like absolute top level WWE champ. He has charisma. I just he doesn't but seem to have a character. It's but they, I don't watch NXT week to week. So. Well, no, it's in NXT that is true. But he is solely responsible for one of, if not the most popular stable in all of Japan. Okay. And if they let him be that, because of the Los Ingo, like Ingorables, just like I don't know exactly how to pronounce it, De Japon, and it's like the most ridiculous. And if they let him be essentially just like a cocky badass, he can pull that off to a T. Uh, we got the triple threat tag match. Which I can't. I can't even. Multiple times of that. I can't yeah. even. That was absolutely incredible. That had like, in 
as much as I didn't like the booking, just because I'm a mark for that for a certain, certain yeah, but I think it's for a reason. No, no, I it was the yeah. right booking. I just as like you know, in certain matches, I can go full mark. <laughs> that was so incredible. Where they had the swapped finishers, I lost it. But keep going. Oscar Ember Moon. I like it that they're kind of continuing with Oscar's heel turn, and Ember was on fire. That's her entrance music. I hate you. The glorious Bobby Roode. Versus that Shinsuke Nakamura, who's fine, I guess. I'm going to cut you. <laughs> but He's not glorious. <laughs> this is the way you book a heel. You make him try and do heel tactics to get the win. And when they don't work, he can and will be able to beat someone clean. Which, there was obviously shenanigans, but he still beat, at the end of him, he beat Nakamura clean. Which is how you make a strong heel. Yeah. And a glorious one. Uh, Neville versus Austin Aries. By far the best technical match of the night. I missed this one. I didn't realize it would start so early. Yeah, but that was by far the most technical match of the night. It would have been great if it was on the main show, but that was a good match between two good people. Uh, Battle Royale, Andre the Giant. It is what it is. Uh, I'm glad they gave it to Mojo because he's the only one that actually made it seem like he is hype. He is the hype. But he was the only one who was treating it like it was actually important to him. So I'm glad they gave it to him. And at the same point, motherfucking Rob Gronkowski yeah, Gronk. went, Shoulder went full Gronk and laid out Jinder Mahal. That shit was dope. I love it. No, that was the one part of WrestleMania I saw other than what you showed me with the um, when the Hardys came in. But no, that shit was great. But you know Belichick was like, listen, you can do one shoulder drop. No, no, no. It. Let's be real. You know Belichick was, you can do it, but you better fucking go over Yep. And yep. he went over. Fair enough. Okay, I can get behind that. Uh, probably the one I think is one of the worst book matches, Dean Ambrose and Baron Corbin. I think they needed that match to be more brutal than it was. I think Corbin should have gone over. I, I'm fine with Ambrose. It's but, not that I hate Ambrose. No, I'm fine. The time with, felt right. It, it did, and I 100% agree with you with that. I think the biggest thing with that aspect is when you had, like, because they had a pretty solid, like, brutal buildup. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Corbin literally tried to kill him. Yeah. Like, I think that's the kind of match you need it to be a gimmick match. Yeah. Like, make it a no hold barred. Because it seems like Ambrose and receding hairline man, is, <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm right, uh, would have been, like, primed to have the match that Ambrose wanted last year. Yeah. Uh, AJ versus Shane. The most. The better matches. The most surprising match of the night. Yeah, Shane brought it. Because like, AJ always brings it. Yeah, AJ is one of, if not the best, wrestler on the main roster. And the fact... I, you, I made sure I specified Nakamura's right up there with him. <laughs> but I think, like, I, you know, with Shane, you, you're expecting, like, gimmick match kind of stuff and very, very specific, like, spots. And then at the beginning of the match, when he started throwing out, like, arm bars and arm yeah. drags... Wrestling? Yeah. I'm like, like, you know, I'm just watching it and like, okay, when is the ridiculous stuff happening? And then that stuff's happening. I'm like, oh, how you doing, Shane? And then motherfucker pulled off shooting star press. Right on his face. But the thing is, like, he landed it perfectly, which is crazy. Like, he didn't Brock Lesnar himself and almost break his neck. <laughs> and I remember I was talking to Chris earlier, and he said when he was going up that Chris was like, oh, here comes a shooting star press. And then he hits it. And he's like, Shane, that wasn't an option. <laughs> Keep going. Um, the most painful match of the night. Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho, the death of friendship. You gonna be alright? No. You need a minute? The feels. You need a hug? He made a whole festival for him. He had an LED scarf and an inflated list. Uh, I wish they gave it a little bit more time so they wouldn't have to have been as conservative about it. But I think that match did what it needed to do. It put Kevin Owens over. And it let Chris Jericho leave to go be with Fozzie and then left the door open for an eventual comeback again. Uh, the Raw Women's Championship. I'm okay with it. My biggest gripe about it was how amazing would it have been if instead of Bailey retaining, it would have been Bailey finally getting that win and breaking Charlotte's streak at WrestleMania. It's that. I think they booked this one poorly. It's that, and then Sasha's getting hyped up again. The fans are getting into her, and they just keep just tearing it away. They need they need Sasha to go full heel, so you can have Sasha Bailey for the title, and then Nia Jax turns Charlotte face. Uh, the Triple Threat turned Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Ladder Match. I've been over this, so we'll kind of skip yeah. it, but Larry, 
motherfucking Hardys. That's all I need to say. The one I think is the worst is the next tag match. It had probably the best, or at least second best build. Oh, maybe second worst. My problem isn't the build. No, no, that's what I'm just saying. It leads more to the disappointing aspect of it, where it had a great build, and then it was like, I'm not, I'm, I won't go full, but it was like a borderline squash match. Yeah, it was. Well, the Miz was squashing. Yeah. Then got squashed. Yeah. The Miz has carried this feud. He's pretty much carried the mid card of SmackDown Live. I agree. And I liked, I would like to think that since Cena is going away for a while, all this was was to kind of give Cena and Brie that moment of. No, Cena and Nikki, right? Yeah, sorry. Cena and Nikki, that moment with the proposal. No, I know, but that's. And then if, if. The possibility is because Miz doesn't have a title right now, and he's between mid card and upper card. If they pull the trigger and throw him into a top talent, top tier chicken shit heel, he'd be perfect. And yeah. if they gave him the Cena feud as kind of a just stopgap, I'll be okay with this. But I kind of want to revisit this later, like weeks down the line. Uh, Seth Rollins trips. Awkward match in a way. Long. Yeah, it was. But just an awkward in the sense of, like, there was, like, half things of brutality and then very technicalness and then back to, like, brutal brutality. It did what it needed to do, and it definitely made Seth look like the baby face they needed him to. Yeah, and my, Stephanie took that table bump. Yeah, I'll give her props to that one. But my biggest problem... I, mean, I don't hate Stephanie like everyone else. So. No, but my, my biggest problem is I wish Seth Rollins finished it with the Phoenix Flash. Um, the We installed a projector, so we now we have to use it. Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt match. <sighs> Most disappointing match of the night. Yeah, that was weird that Randy... I mean, I like Randy. The RKO is probably my favorite move in wrestling, but that was weird. Yeah, I'll definitely give that... I'll definitely agree with that one. It was... It was just kind of off. He, they built him up. He was controlling the ring with maggots, and he was a god, and then all of a sudden he gets arcade once and dies. Yeah. Uh, the Universal Championship, probably better than it should have been next. Oh, 100%. It, <laughs> this is how I'm going to describe this match. You get 2K18. You give two people who have never played that game the controllers... And then you just tell them what the finisher button is. <laughs> the, oh, the signature. Yeah. Because that match had... I think the biggest thing it had going for it is even though it was five minutes, it was five minutes of full bore, non-stop, just like spear, spear, spear through the barricade. German, German, spear, jackhammer, F5. And it was just ridiculous for what it was, and it definitely kind of did what it needed to. The uh, Alexa got screwed six packs challenge championship. <laughs> I know why they gave it to Naomi. I understand why they gave it to Naomi. I just think that match was overbooked. I think it was too short for six people. That's what I mean. It was what was it like a five minute match? Five and a half. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it was overbooked for a six person five minute match. If you put that match on for fifteen minutes, it could probably be better. But then again, they almost didn't even put it on the main card at all but they gave you know 20 minutes to fucking Flo Rider uh, Roman repeatedly punches the Undertaker until he stays down but... yeah eh, I'm, I'm still sad I, we all knew it was coming but it was like old Yeller man like was... I just mean Undertaker has been wrestling ever since pretty much Hogan left where you have wrestling fans never watched a day in their life but like oh that's the Undertaker and he's gone and just that scene of like you know him slowly taking off the gloves, taking off the jacket, slowly removing the hat. And tell me if this is corny, which it 100% is, but it's also kind of right, I think. Is he went into the ring as The Undertaker. Then when he ended, you know, he took off all his iconic stuff and he left as Mark Calloway. Pretty much. And I think that just made me sad. In like a good way, but like it just made me sad. The one upside is we get JR back. Oh, man, JR is absolutely incredible. And, you know, my, my heart goes out to fucking yeah, everything. He has had a rough. He has had it extremely rough. And my heart absolutely goes out to him. But if this is kind of the healing he needs, God, I'll fucking take it because he is electric on the mic, dude. 
Yeah, let's bring Tyler back. Hey guys, <laughs> sorry, I haven't watched wrestling in like five years. I kind of miss it, but like, I pretty much I don't know anyone. Pay-per-views. Yeah, no, I I mean, occasionally I get Russell. I got WrestleMania like two or three years ago, and it was pretty entertaining. But I knew nothing. Like there was this one super white dude who like blinded me with his whiteness. Seamus. Yeah, that guy, and uh, that's that's pretty much the extent of my knowledge, except for like people from like two thousand eight. Tyler, I will say this. I think you will absolutely love the Sheamus and Cesaro tag team. Okay. Just because, I'll tell you what they came out to last night for their entrances. Okay. They had tearaway suits. Nice. For their top hat, and then they had kilts with aviators. All right. Okay. I can get behind that. That is you. I can get behind that. Yeah, 100%. Okay. And now, I, I teased you guys a small story earlier when we were out grabbing a couple of things. Oh, yeah. You licked an eyeball. No, no, no. It wasn't the licking. It was this the... Is- Racial healing. Thing. Yes, this is this is he's, my, he's race. He's healing the race divide of the country. He told us. I did forget about that. Please continue. Okay. So what happened was I, I was uh, a couple years ago when I went up to the Saco River, and for anyone who doesn't know, which I assume is a lot of you, the Saco River during the summer is essentially New England spring break, where all it is is just drinking and partying and floating down a river while you're drinking and partying, and it is a lot of fun if you go with the right people. So, what happened is, you know, we had gotten there on Friday night, and we had drank. Then we woke up at Saturday, put all of our stuff in our canoes, started floating on the river, and we continued to drink. So, what happened was, we got to the beach we were staying at, and we started to break down everything and started to put up our tents. So, at this point, I'm buzzed, I'm not really drunk, but one of the guys I was with, his name is Vlad, great... The Impaler. Having my phone is Vlad the Impaler. I just <laughs> no, want you to know that. Good, I'm glad. But you know he's, and he is he is very very thug, and he knows he is thug. <laughs> but the greatest thing happened to me where I'm setting up my tent, and he comes over to me, and he is you know he is high and he is absolutely wasted. Mm. So he comes over to me, puts his arm around my shoulders, and goes, Jeff, I I just want you to know. Hey, you are a good person. I'm like, thanks, Vlad. He's like, no, 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 let me finish. You are a good person. No matter what anyone else says, you're a good person, and you should love you. And I'm like, you know what, V? Thank you. I needed to hear that today. <laughs> and then another quick aside, or another guy that went with us, this guy, guy's name was Marcus. Same thing, you know. Dude has, like, dreads down to his shoulders. Nicest guy ever. But in the span of eight seconds, he went like full hard from the streets, dude. And then absolute white girl. Where he like, I think either Vlad or someone like started making fun of him. And he stood up, got real big. He's like, yo, what the fuck do you say? And everyone's like, oh, oh shit, about to get real. Waits like, you know, three, two, one. And then he did like the hands coming forward thing. And he goes... I'm so wasted. And he sat back down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I brought that up to him the next day. He's like, you know what, man? I was drunk. I was emotional. <laughs> I was emotional. Sometimes you get like that. And hey, shit happens. Absolutely incredible. That was also... Did I ever show you that video? I think I have it on my own phone of when I tried to run across five canoes and two kayaks. Ah, uh, yes. It didn't end well. It didn't end as bad as you think. I yeah. Just, I fell in the lat. I was... One step away, man, and it would have been glorious. You would have been, but here you are with us in my spare bedroom. Life didn't pan out, man. Yeah, no. Actually, for the most part, life is great right now. I fucking love my new job. Bet you I can uh, throw a football over the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. That's it. Kill the podcast. That's it. Yeah, no, we're done. See so you guys later. No, uh, Jesus. Yeah, but no, I mean, that's good that you're actually Sick working. Napoleon Dynamite reference. Dude, dude. I am, I live for the Napoleon Dynamite references. Anytime yeah. I can, I throw them in. Either you love that movie or you hate it. It's one of the two. There is no in-between. And, like, just not going into, like, the specifics of what I do, but just, like, the idea behind my job is I have such a weird work schedule, but it's amazing at the same point where... I am on call. When I'm on call, I'm on call 24, like 24 hours. And like this past weekend, Friday, 10 a.m., Monday, 10 a.m., I was on call. So I could get called in at any point. And I probably worked like 30 or 40 hours this weekend. And I got home at like, you know, like I said earlier, like, you know, 3 a.m., 5 a.m., whatever. 
But it's still absolutely crazy to me because, you know, coming from a job at the hospital where I had to be there to work, I am always on call. So I could theoretically be on call for like 24 hours and never get called in or even get called in for like an hour if a case gets canceled and make my entire wages. Woo! Which is absolutely nuts. Yeah, that ain't bad. I mean, hey, if it works, it works. It definitely works. Yeah, I mean, that ain't bad. No. That, That boy good. Yeah. Yeah, Larry, how do you like working uh, in a cube, nine to five? It's great, isn't it? It's long. It's my favorite. No, I suck. Suck, doesn't it? Yeah, a little my bit. average shift is like six hours before I go home. But then again, like that six hours, pretty much with the average of I could get called in for an hour and my case gets aborted, or I could go and work twenty four hours straight. I well, like my job itself. I think the forty hour work week is a joke. I like the. Uh, 10, 10, 10, and then you take Friday off? Is that how? Yeah. I, I would it's I would generic. do I would do that if I could. It's been proven that's better for our productivity. My, too. my brother has an my brother has an amazing schedule. My yeah, brother he's he's doing great shit as yeah, an engineer. Good for but him. My brother does uh a week of nine hour shifts, then another week of nine hour shifts, and he gets every other Friday off. I mean that's not bad at all. Like I don't know, just some incentive other than... I mean, what I do right now is I front load my hours too. So I go 9 to 7, 9 to 7, 9 to 7, 9 to 5, and then 9 to 4. Which is okay, but I don't know. It's just like, especially where I work 45 minutes to an hour from my house, depending on the highway. Um, And like getting there in the morning is a bitch too. I'm out of my house for like over 12 hours, and then I get home and I'm exhausted. Like, I mean, granted, I do sit at a desk all day, but it's just, like, mentally draining, which yeah, kind of Yeah, and for me, like, even being in front of a computer all day, like, that's why I'm glad. I'd rather have a physically draining job than a mentally draining job, even though this is kind of both, but definitely more yeah. physical. I used to have both at the same time. But it was you, not fun. you know what's great? Is when I leave at 3 a.m., there is no one on the highway, so I can get home in, like, 15 minutes. Ah, uh, shit, that's true. Yeah, that's kind of ideal. I don't have, I don't have normal daily commute traffic. Oh, crazy. To me, traffic is wow. There's like four people on the road. (laughs) Yeah. Damn, this this guy's in the other lane. Damn it. I don't want to be near him. You know how the other day we had like, like, you had snow up here and we had like snow slash rain? Yeah, shit was gross. Yeah. It was one in the morning and we were driving back to the office to get some stuff. Uh, Actually, no, we were were done with our case. We were driving back to the office. And then we literally get back to the office. And when we're like there, there's like, you know, 30, 40 cars on the highway. We're like, what is this? What, what are you people doing? Why are you like, out? I know why we're here. What is so important for you to be out in the storm <laughs> at 10 at 1 in the morning? Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, it was not fun. You know, this, uh, I really didn't leave my apartment once. I just kind of stayed here, like, and did nothing. Which so, is nice. Just again, kind of, I, I like to do this segment every so often. Is uh, what are you playing right now? Oh, nice. So as you as we already talked about um, playing and playing, as we already mentioned, I've been kind of dabbling in um, Mark McMorris's Infinite Air, yeah, which is you know pretty fun. Like I talked about, give me some more time with it. I'll come out with like a legitimate review. Um, I've probably spent like fifteen hours with it in total, uh, but I'd love to get more into it and okay. everything like that. A little bit of Darkest Dungeon here and there. Uh, there was something else I feel like I was playing and I can't remember what. You know the thing that your wife got you? Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> what I've been spending most of my time with. Uh, the Switch. <laughs> I got this. I got this. So, Larry, can we talk about this for a minute? Because, I mean, Jeff, you jump in because I know you were playing it a little bit online, but Larry, I know you put like a lot of time into it. It's fucking awesome. I wouldn't say a lot because Kevin's at a hundred. I know, but like you've played it like I'm at forty. The most, the most in the room. I've played like you know fifteen, twenty hours of that. But like, holy shit! I and this is coming from a person who's never played a Zelda game, so this is like it's a right. whole new experience for me. I hate you. It's fun as shit. It's basically like if you took Zelda, put it in a giant empty field, took all the dungeons away. Took all the story away and made all your weapons break instantly. Yeah, so originally I wasn't like having too many problems with like the weapons breaking and everything. And I was like, eh, okay, like I really, 
in all honesty, I really, I really don't mind it. There's the biggest problem for you is your like m- most normal weapon is a fucking Bokoblin arm yeah. or a club, which yep. is meant yeah, to see, break. When you find this dope sword that's on fire, yeah, lights everything on fire. You find a goblin, you hit it three times, the sword shatters <laughs> into a million pieces. I haven't hit that yet, so like it's not a it's huge more than problem. Three. That's yeah, no, that makes sense. No, I know what you mean. Like, and I mean, I have had some where I found weapons that are like 14, 15 damage, and I was like, oh, I want to hold on to this. And then I'll fight something and it'll break after two fights. But I mean, like, I don't, I'm not annoyed with that as I should be. Maybe it's just because I haven't put enough time into it. I think that's what it is. It might just not annoy you. Yeah, it's true. Well, no, I mean, I haven't really played that much of it and everything um, like that. I think the game is, it's open world is groundbreaking and it's freedom. The sandbox is amazing. I did one of the shrines was to complete a circuit of electricity. I couldn't figure it out, so I just put my swords down and it worked because they came up <laughs> to electricity. That's amazing. There's a sense of wonder and exploration you Absolutely. feel. Absolutely. Running through the world. Um, but it's lacking modern, or I shouldn't say modern. It's very much like the original Zelda. So saying it felt like Zelda is a lie, but it's not like the Zelda they've created. So I want to run something by you, which I have heard and from what I've seen is incredibly accurate. It's like the shift of Ocarina of Time was from the other Zeldas. Where it's still oh, Zelda. Well, Link to the past. Well, that's what I mean. Like it's like the. Invented the modern. Well, I mean, like it's like the shift from. It's obviously you know, the same gameplay, like the same three D style gameplay, but it's like that shift from that two D to three D gameplay style, where it's still Zelda. It's just different than kind of everything you've known before that. Yeah, I mean, like the dungeons. I don't know if Tyler's done a dungeon yet. Nope. I've done shrines, not dungeons yet. They're essentially just larger shrines. Really? I think the shrines are really, really well done for like the, the few The shrines are really cool. Yeah, absolutely. They're quick little little puzzles. I think yeah, they're super interesting. But the shrines are all the same, essentially. Or not the shrines. Well, the shrines all look the same. The divine beasts are basically all the same thing. Uh, the bosses in them are super easy. Ganon is quite literally the ugliest design I've ever seen in a video game. I'll give you that one. Is he, like... <laughs> He's a giant spider. But, yeah, no, so, I mean, that game, like, and this is, like I said, this is a whole new experience for me. I've never played a Zelda game before. It's really, really fun. And like I said before in previous episodes, it's something that I've slept on for way too long. And where I love open open world adventure games, I think that... Well, the other Zeldas aren't like this. Right, right. No, I'm just saying in oh. general where I love these games. Like, I think this is this is, I, I, this is probably one of the better games I've played I think it's in good. A while. I just don't... People seem to think it's a masterpiece. People, yeah. And I mean, like, I'm still, you know, I'm still pretty new into it. I haven't made all my opinions also, yet. Also, I mean, Ocarina of Time is my favorite game ever, so... Obviously, I'm partial to that that setup. Right, and I do want to go back through and play all these because I haven't not all of them, but like you know, like most of them. Um, because I mean, like I said, I, I it's a it's a series that I've slept on for way too long, and I really want to get into it. And I would be more than happy to play it, especially with all like the, you know, um, new ways that we can play it and everything like that through like virtual console and whatever. Right, Larry, what are you playing right now? Um, I'm in a period where I've given up on Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, yeah, we didn't even touch on that. Well, we'll touch on that at a different point. Yeah. Not because it's bad. I just... Persona 5 comes out tomorrow, and that takes priority. Oh, true. Very, very true. Yeah, um, you got to clear the clear the queue for that. So, essentially, that's what I'm waiting for. So, I've been playing Destiny. Yeah. As yeah. usual. True, true. Is that... um? When's the new expansion come out? I mean, Destiny 2 comes out September 8th. Right, but isn't there, like, one final expansion for Destiny 1? Well, the Age of Triumph update was Tuesday. Oh, okay, so, yeah, they're going through all that. Is that, like, new... Yeah. Um, um it's it's everything old is new, essentially. Didn't they redo a bunch of the raids? Or? Yeah, the raids have been redone and brought up to next level. Okay, fair enough. All right. Um, um, we can still do the old ones, or the old difficulties, so we could do that. Yeah, I would, I would love to. Um... You have a book of tasks to complete that basically runs you through all the stuff you've done. Um, there's some new story stuff. Uh, there's some awesome new grimoire cards for people like me. Um, it confirms who Dregden Yor is, which Ooh. means nothing to you. Right, yep. Um, but it's exciting. Um, it confirms, it has the fallen houses are uniting under one Kel. But they don't seem to be, they seem to be giving up their previous banners, so they're not a divided force, but we don't know if they're for or against us. 
because it seems like the prince from the Awoken is le- is trying to lead them. Stuff like that. Gotcha. Good <laughs> shit, man. Good shit. And yeah, definitely let us know how Persona Five is. I've actually never played a Persona game. I've heard nothing but like legitimately amazing things. Um, and I'd love to. I'd love to jump into that and hear a little bit more about that as well. Jeff, what you got going on? Uh, still playing WoW. The new oh yeah, I've been playing yeah. WoW. The new patches are out and love. What's it? Uh, fell. No, I don't. I don't even Tomb know. Tomb of Sargeras. No, uh, well, Tomb of Sargeras is the uh, actual like expand like the patch title. But I mean, like, where are we? I forget the name of the Broken Shore. Thank you. Broken Shore looks like it's a you know really really well done zone. I haven't had a chance to do some of the dungeons and stuff, but I really like what's coming out so far. Nice. And then I've been doing another playthrough, well, a first playthrough with my friends for a pre-sequel, Borderlands a pre-sequel, and uh, it's disappointing. Really? Wow. Yeah. You're the last person I'd say that. Pre-sequel is... He's never talked about a pre-sequel. No, I know, but just Borderlands in general. I thought I mean, you got it, a Borderlands well, boner. I do. Borderlands... <laughs> it's it, you know It plays like Borderlands 2, but the... Gravity is kind of meh because it's on the moon. You always have like low gravity. Oh no shit! Did I not know that. Wizards come from that. Yes, yes they do. Oh, <laughs> but uh, also there's like forced vehicle jumps that don't always work. Everyone has an Australian accent, which is charming until they go full Australian and use like you know Ripa and go to the loo way more than they need to. Ah uh, yeah, they're trying to <laughs> yeah fist it, and like it's just. It just doesn't seem like as fun to me. Like after, like after we finish this, we're going through a one hundred percent playthrough of Borderlands Two, and I can't wait because Ooh. I absolutely love that game. Stream that, that shit. I, I probably will. That will be now that I'm actually gonna have a set schedule. And like you know, Borderlands Two is gonna be when we talk about it's gonna be on my list for my top games ever because to me, Borderlands Two is just such a great game. Yeah. But other than that, no, I'm kind of just. You know, making my way through WoW, and then trying to suffer through Borderlands pre sequel because it's just it's just sad. Is it one of the? Does it like have any? I don't I don't really know how Borderlands works. Does that have like an overarching story to it? Yes. Or, okay, yes. so the so it does actually need yeah. some of the story. Well, think of it think of it like this, in terms of, uh, how how it goes. Take take any trilogy of games. Yeah. That you'd like. Okay. And now pick the worst game out of that trilogy. Mm, okay. That is Borderlands pre-sequel. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. No, that makes sense. Okay. It's not bad. I just don't like it. And I think Borderlands 2 is... And Borderlands 1 because I love Borderlands 1. So is it bad from like a neutral game standpoint? Or is it bad from looking... No, at, From it's, comparing it to... It's bad from me comparing it to 1 and 2. Okay. All right, fair enough. Granted, everyone kind of says like it is the weakest of the trilogy, mm-hmm. but you know when you're getting compared to two of my favorite games, that's it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. So you're gonna be a little bit more critical of it. Um, no, and, and that makes sense. Um, but I mean, with that being said, too, I'm super excited to talk about like top seven games like for yeah. us, just because like there's some hard decisions that need to be made um, as far as that goes and especially where we can't pick an entire series and just call like, yep, no, like that the rule is singular games okay that's gonna be tough for me but I can I can totally get behind that one right. game from a series yes. right yeah exactly um, so like that so I mean I got I got a solid list going I've got like a solid four going right now but I like there's just so many I want for those last three spots it's nuts okay so I think with that just gonna kind of roll right into our uh, like you know housekeeping kind of stuff yeah uh, so like I said you know we're changing up our schedule a little bit so the way it is right now for this specific month is we have our well I'm, I'm going through games oh, okay. yeah we, we want to just go from from okay. the top yeah so open mic night of, of course what you're listening to right now okay. uh, then retroactive gaming is going to be prototype which is a game that might not have gotten stellar reviews but I know at least two people in this room played the ever loving shit out of it oh hell yeah that was dope and uh, then we're going into our, you know, pickums our list, where it's going to be our top seven games of all time. Yep. And then from there, the game club game of the month is Doom. Yep. Something that, uh, yeah, I liked way more than I thought it would. Got stellar reviews and kind of came out of nowhere. Um, everyone kind of thought it was going to be complete shit, and it wasn't. It was the opposite of shit. It was good. 
But yeah, no, super excited to play through that again. That was fun. All right, so Tali, you want to sign us up? Yeah, man. So uh, you can always keep up with us. Uh, if you have any feedback, anything you'd like us to talk about, games you'd like to hear played, or like to see played, or uh, hear us talk about, anything like that, email your feedback to couch.uncooperative at gmail.com. Uh, you can also reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, we post show updates there when new episodes come out, uh, anything like that, at, uh, at couchuncoop on Twitter. Uh, Jeff, what do we have going on for Twitch? Uh, again, this is my busy week, so I really won't be able to stream until the weekend, but I was planning on doing a stream Friday, and then next week when I have my... Stream Destiny this week. Yeah, when I have my days off during the week, I'm probably going to be streaming, like, Wednesday, Thursday of next week, like, during the day. Awesome, good stuff. And I believe Kevin will be coming out with a uh, total review of Mass Effect Andromeda at some point. So keep an eye out for that coming in the next few weeks. He mentioned he wanted to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I know he wanted to do that instead of a news segment because I know he had some pretty strong opinions about Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, and I will too once I get the chance to play it. It's a uh, big fan of that series, but you know, a little, uh, little weird to try this game just because of uh, some of the stuff I've heard about it. But I digress. Um, anyway, but this is uh, the end of that episode of Couch Uncooperative. Uh, signing off. We will catch you guys next week. I touched an eye. Uh.